Friday. Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon. <laughs> even. even. Yes, yes. Welcome to the Friday edition of Main Street Sports Today. I'm Maurice Patton. And I'm back. <laughs> Guess who's back? Oh. That's it. We don't need to get hit with any royalties. No, though, no, so. we don't. That's Chris Yao with us here on a Friday afternoon as we get ready to get you ready for the weekend in sports in and around Middle Tennessee. <laughs> no, we may have to. We may have to start a segment on Friday if I'm going to be not here on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, where I just catch up. <laughs> Like, I'm going to have to take notes so that I can put in. So you can weigh in on everything that you missed? Yeah. Just this is catch up with Chris. That would probably be a great segment <laughs> because I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that you would love to have opined, opined. Yeah. on. And did my, my top five. Didn't even get to get the top five in. That was my top five topic. That might take two segments. It was actually. it was just a lot. But you yeah. know, I I have I You have, definitely have FOMO though. Oh yeah. And it's it's killing me. Uh to not to, to have not been here for three straight days at all. It's it's and it's what's so crazy is I I probably talked more. <laughs> while I was out. Then you would have. Then I did. Had just haven't been on this show. But it my, wasn't nearly as much fun. Dude, my throat. I'm, I'm tore up right now. Like my, You can hear the rasp in my throat. I'm going to have to just be quiet for an entire two days. <laughs> and yeah, we'll see right. how that goes. Yeah, good luck with that. Exactly. Keep me, let me know how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're not going to be quiet for the next two hours. we got no. a great show in the second half of the show we will be visiting with Allie Melnicki Melnicki yeah. Melnicki okay no I of Zen Sports she's gonna um, get those of you who like to wager on the Super Bowl headed in the right direction we're also going to have um, Titan Insider Terry McCormick on in the bottom of the show to give us his Super Bowl thoughts and whatever else might be on his mind. Here in the next segment, we are going to visit with, again, our NBA analyst, Landon Seacrest, who's going to get us up to date coming out of the NBA trade deadline yesterday. There was one particular move that kind of caught my eye. I don't know how significant it was, so figured we'd ask Landon about it. as well. It. Yeah. Um, also, got a grab bag and got some interesting things to, you know, kind of quick hitters yeah. there, as it were. And the NFL honors mm. ceremony was, yes, was last night, and it was definitely a Cleveland production. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, as well as the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame inductees that were announced last night. So a lot to talk about. Yeah, the entire second hour of today's show is going to be a lot of NFL because we're going to tell you our Super Bowl picks in the final segment. And, of course, if we pick against the spread, you can take the other team and take it to the bank. Two-point spread, it's, by the way? Yeah, it's, you know. Niners are two-point favorites, mm -hmm. so it's that's a, basically a pick It's right? essentially a pick Yeah, okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's what's coming up. Before we get to that, though, we need to give you all yesterday's results and today's schedule. 
on the rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. The Blue Raider Voice also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support youth sports across Middle Tennessee. Girls Hoops action last night beach Downs Hendersonville 52 to 30. Clarksville Northeast fell to Northwest 61-32 as Franklin Road Christian a 62-15 winner over Zion Christian. McKenzie Downs Houston County 63-58 while Murfreesboro Central with a big win over Lawrence County 60 to 40. Ridgeland taking it on uh, taking it to Loretto 45-41 winners there for the Lady Raiders. Rockville 75, Riverdale 68, Spring Hill falls to Coffee County 74-54, Summertown defeats Mount Pleasant 70-22, Tullahoma a 70-11 win over Giles County and Dixon County 44, West Creek 37. Boys high school basketball results from Thursday night, Hillsboro defeated Antioch 64-55, it was Beach, ooh, Beach 39, Hendersonville 27, scintillating um, Clarksville Northwest 65, Clarksville Northeast 21, Creekwood with a 63-27 win over Montgomery Central, White House Heritage edged East Robertson 61-59, Knowledge Academies with a 57-56 win over Smyrna, McKenzie defeated Houston County 44-36, it was Murfreesboro Central 55, 4th ranked Lawrence County 43, Loretto with a 56-48 win over Richland, Rockvale defeated Riverdale 74-67, Coffee County down Spring Hill, 61-38. Mount Pleasant went to Summertown and picked up a 72-46 victory. It was Tullahoma, 64, Giles County, 37. West Creek with a 64-56 win over Dixon County. Whites Creek, 102, Republic, 33. And Franklin Christian, 67, Zion Christian, 50. Men's basketball at the collegiate level, Lindsey Wilson uh, with a 20-point win over Cumberland, 99-79. It was Liberty, 88, Middle Tennessee. Three, Austin P with an 85 and 69 went over Kennesaw State, doing the Lord's work. Lipscomb 90, Queens 88 in a great one there. Tennessee State 65-55 winners over Lindenwood. It was Fisk, again, that went over the Virgin Islands. Maybe this will spur another run. 68-56 this time in Nashville. Trevecca 89-86 winners over Cedarville. And UT Southern continues to roll with an 84-63 win over Faulkner. In women's basketball action, it was Lindenwood defeating Tennessee State 81-73. The fighting Carly Weathers is of Alabama 72, Tennessee 56. Middle Tennessee State continues to roll in Conference USA, defeating Liberty 81-55. LSU 85, Vanderbilt 62 down at Memorial Gym. Lindsey Wilson with a 74-64 win over Cumberland. Fisk doubles up the Virgin Islands 80-40, but at least they get to go back to the Virgin Islands. Exactly. <laughs> Trebekah 80, Cedarville 53, and Faulkner 64, UT Southern 56. In the association, the Chicago Bulls defeated the Memphis Grizzlies 118-110. High school basketball doubleheaders tonight, 6 p.m. Girls, boys to follow. Antioch hosting John Overton. Mount Juliet goes to Beach. Ravenwood and Brentwood, Battle of the Woods at Brentwood tonight. Also at Brentwood Academy, it's Lipscomb Academy. Hunters Lane goes to Cane Ridge. Hickman County is at Cheatham County. Rossview is at Clarksville Northwest. Shelbyville will be here at Columbia Central tonight. Cookville welcomes Stewart's Creek. Pope Prep goes to Christ Presbyterian. And Fairview is at Creekwood. Cullioca at home against Santa Fe. 
Clarksville Northeast at Dixon County. Eagleville welcomes Fayetteville. Centennial goes to Franklin. And Martin Luther King is at Glencliff. This is a 4 o'clock start as Donaldson Christian and Goodpasture are playing. I'm assuming that's a district tournament game, probably a play-in game. So don't know where that is. But no, it is a, no, it's a district semifinal, semifinal game. Okay, yeah. so they've got semis today and then finals tomorrow already. Goodness gracious, have mercy. DCA is at Goodpasture. I'm sorry, is taking on Goodpasture. I don't know where. Mm -hmm. Portland's at Greenbrier at six. Oakland at Green Hill. Richland is at Hampshire. East Hickman is at Harpeth. Gallatin's at Hendersonville, and Clarksville is at Henry County. Also, McGavick is at Hillsborough. Camden Central goes to Houston County. Summit visits Independence. Jackson County hosts Watertown. Kirkwood is at Kenwood. Republic goes to Kip Nashville. Lawson hosting Hume Fogg. Lebanon taking on visiting Wilson Central. Trousdale County goes to Liberty Creek. Valor Collegiate is at Maplewood. Montgomery Central hosts Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Ezel Harding plays Nashville Christian. That's a three o'clock. I'm sorry, that's a seven o'clock game. Um, and I don't. I assume that that is girls. That's girls. Yes. That's girls. Yeah, that is a girls game. That, again, that is a district tournament semifinal game in Division Two A, District Four. There we go. Um, Nolensville is at Page as we return to doubleheaders. Blackman's at Siegel. Laverne is at Smyrna, not Shirley. Innsworth is at St. Cecilia. That's a girls only game at six. Pearl Cone is at Station Camp. East Nashville goes to Stratford. Sycamore hosts Joe Burns. Springfield is at West Creek. Macon County goes to White House and White House Heritage hosts Westmoreland. On Saturday, Red Bull and Springs is at Watertown. Girls basketball only tonight. Again, we told you about DCA and Good Pasture, as well as uh, the Nashville Christian Ezo Harding game. Right. Girls only. Harpeth Hall welcomes Father Ryan. It's a 5:30 tip. Ensworth is at Saint Cecilia at six. Boys only tonight. Father Ryan is at NBA. So there's two hours there. You might get lucky, and you might just have to miss the tip off of the boys if we're trying to catch both of those. If you're a Father Ryan fan. On Saturday, Loretto is at Perry County. Is that doubleheader? That is a doubleheader. Okay. College basketball doubleheaders tomorrow. No. No, not a doubleheader. Okay, Tennessee State is at SEMO. That's a one. That is a doubleheader. One thirty. And then three forty-five. One thirty is the women. Three forty-five is the men. Gotcha. All right. Men's basketball is it middle at home or that's the girls. Middle women. Are at home. Okay. So middle we'll... men are at Florida International. All right. What that time men's is game is at one o'clock. Okay. The women's game is. Wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Crikey. Uh, I don't okay. have it. We'll get. Yeah. We'll get in a second. Vanderbilt is at South Carolina at noon on Saturday. Men. That's on SEC Network. On ESPN at 7 o'clock, Tennessee is at Texas A&M. At 3 o'clock is Belmont at Valpo. Kennesaw State at Lipscomb at 4. And Austin P. welcomes Queens at 4.15. Uh, on the women's side, Mo, that Middle Tennessee. That game is also at 1. Is at, also at 1. Yep, that's what I've got here. Yes. So that works out just right. at different places. Right, right. So. Um, did you just give men's and women's? Nope, did you I have give? not given women's, so go ahead. You have not given women's. Okay, women's basketball, 1.30 on Saturday. Uh, before we, before you do 1.30 on Saturday, tonight Belmont is at Missouri State at 
So that didn't make sense. One thirty on Saturday, North Florida is at Lipscomb. Two o'clock on Saturday, Jacksonville's at Austin P. On Sunday, Vanderbilt goes to Georgia. That's an eleven o'clock Central tip and can be seen on the SEC network. At four o'clock on ESPN Plus, Belmont is at Southern Illinois. National Basketball Association action on Saturday. Memphis is at Charlotte. That's a six o'clock tip on Valley Sports. Also, seven o'clock puck drop on Valley Sports South. The Coyotes of Arizona are at Bridgestone Arena against the Predators of Nashville. And of course, the big game, 5.30 on Sunday on CBS. We'll be talking more about it over the course of the show. The San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs will play in Super Bowl 58 at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. That is your rundown. Top story. Brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly. Neely's Mill Shopping Center here in Columbia with delicious daily daily lunch specials. And I talked to my friend, your friend, our friend, David, uh, crap. David's, Wilson. David's delicious daily daily. So, so oh, oh no, David Wilson. David Wilson, who oh. said while he was at Columbia State that that was his absolute go-to almost every day because it's so inexpensive. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I mean, it's 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 such a great deal. You can't beat the the meat, the vegetables, the cobblers, and all of the things the that cobblers. you can get for for such a now, great. David was price. playing baseball, so he probably wasn't doing too many cobblers. cobblers. Yeah, we a, on the other hand, I made a strawberry cobbler the other day. It wasn't as good as that. It was not, but it was. Sarah made homemade pop tarts, and we needed so we used the strawberry the 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 jelly part mm -hmm. of the fresh strawberry of the canned strawberries in the pop tarts so i used the rest of the strawberries for a cobbler homemade pop tarts yeah. delicious i know i know but you can go to piggly wiggly and get regular <laughs> pop tarts if you'd like <laughs> for cost plus 10. <laughs> for cost plus 10 as well as everything else fresh hand cut meats and great produce all at piggly wiggly top story mo mm. the nfl they just get your passports out because stamps are, stamps are going to be flying around. Somebody's going to Madrid for a regular season game in 2025. NFL owners voted in December to expand the number of international games each year from four to eight starting in 2025. The first of those additional games is set to be held at Real Madrid's Santiago Bernabeu Stadium in Spain. Now... So. Now I know that I know that Madrid did not have a team. Barcelona did. They were the dragons That's right. of the NFL Europe. Mm -hmm. I really wish that they would have the home team wear an NFL Europe uniform. <laughs> that would be cool. I don't think it'll happen. No, but it, it would be cool. No, it, it, it probably wouldn't. But like you know, when they played in Frankfurt, have the Galaxy playing the Jaguars or whoever it was, you know. <laughs> I, I just feel like that would be super cool. That, That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, it would be cool. <laughs> I mean, it won't happen, but it would be cool, no doubt. Um, the participating teams are to be determined, but the designated home team will likely come from the AFC. And according to Peter O'Reilly, the NFL's Executive Vice President of Club Business, International, and League Events, 
The Bears and Dolphins are already a part of the league's current global market program in Spain. So I don't know if that's a hint or one not. Would, one would think that they are probably going to be a part of this event then. Mm -hmm. The league is focused on the 2025 game, but they are committed to Madrid for a long-term partnership. I guess similar to what's gone on in London for the past several years and what's being built in with, Germany at this point as well. With the Jaguars? Yeah. And, and Which, I, again, the Jaguars have that uniqueness in that their owner owns a team in London. Their owner owns a team in London, and the team in Jacksonville isn't doing great. They you got know, their stadium coming, so... Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's kind of easy for them to give up a home game right now, I guess, so... So, I don't know, man, I just, I, I don't, again, I'm a proponent of European games because I don't mind waking up at 8 o'clock in the morning and watching football at 8 noon. And it depends on, and it, eight. it depends on who's playing. I, I'm not getting up at 8 or 8.30 I mean, in the morning to watch the Jaguars. Well, I may not watch the entire game, but being able to have it on. Having and the just, option to and, and watch it's it. just you know it, while I'm eating breakfast and getting ready for the day or getting ready for the Titans game or whatever like there's live football on and if it's a decent game at some point you might catch something you know something okay mm -hmm. and I'm not, I, yeah I'm not gonna sit down at eight o'clock in the morning with you know and then not move from the couch that's that's not unless it's the Titans and then you know then I've got and then noon you can move from the couch after at noon sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it works out but I don't I love you know that that's what I, that's one of the things I love about college football. You know, because you, if you want to, you can watch football until midnight, one o'clock. If you, you know, if you are so inclined. If you can stay awake. If you can stay awake, you can do it. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, I'm never going to be opposed to having football for, you know, 12, 14 hours a day. That's what kills me about people that say there are too many bowl games. Yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? Don't no. watch. No, thank you. Well, I mean, give me all of them. It, uh, I want to start at 11 o'clock and go till midnight. And if you don't. That's okay. Don't. But don't, don't kill these folks for playing them. Um, as Wade and I talked earlier this week, there will be a game held in Brazil this coming season in 2024. The Eagles and a team to be named will open the season the first weekend in September in Brazil, um, thus putting the NFL on five of the world's seven continents. O'Reilly said there is nothing imminent in terms of plans to expand the international series to Asia or Australia, which is a little disappointing. It, I, I bet Ian is very disappointed. Uh, I would love to know what Ian thinks about the NFL thumbing their nose at Australia. This is absurd, Ian. Please tell us when you get a chance. It, it's ludicrous. <laughs> you don't need me. You need Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone call for ludicrous? That's funny. <laughs> no, no one no. called for ludicrous. And you know, football, American football is actually really popular in Asia. So mm -hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't yeah. want to play why, there. Why is there nothing imminent, uh, Mr. O'Reilly? It doesn't make sense. But hey, who are we? And what do we know? There you go. I'll tell you what we do know is that Landon Seacrest is standing by. Is he? Okay. He is, in fact. Well, let's take a break then. And when we come back here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by... Mid-Tennessee Bowling Joint. We will be joined by Landon Seacrest talking a little NBA. Stay tuned.
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Live under the lights. The city of performers. Putting on one heck of a show. Headlining night after night. Welcome to Smashville. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to the Lee Company Studios here in Columbia as we continue with Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. That's the wayward Chris Yao back with us on a Friday. I'm Maurice Patton and joining us now is, as I refer to him, our NBA analyst, Landon Sechrist. Um, Landon, the NBA trade deadline was yesterday and there were some moves and I have to be 100% honest, I'm not as well versed in the NBA as I probably should be, so I don't know what the significance is of some of these moves. 
what was the biggest trade in your mind leading up or during or prior to, I guess, the trade deadline? I think the biggest trade probably before the trade deadline was Terry Rozier going to the Miami Heat. I think that's really a good pickup for the Heat. And they trade away um, a piece that doesn't really matter in their eyes in terms of championship contention. So I think that Terry Rozier going to the Heat was a good move before the madness from yesterday. But yesterday, I would say the New York Knicks are the big winner, acquiring Alec Burks, uh, bringing him back to New York, and Bojan Bogdanovic from the Pistons. I think that really propels them up towards the top teams in the East. Explain the Pacers trading Buddy Heald to the Sixers, especially when you consider their proximity to each other in the Eastern Conference standings. It's, it's really interesting that that trade happened. We know that Philly was looking for that third person, obviously with Embiid not being healthy at this moment. They're going to need somebody else to score alongside Maxi and the Tobias Harris's of the world. But trading him in such close proximity is kind of interesting, seeing that the Pacers are definitely an up and rising team. And I know they have a bit of a crowded backcourt with a couple of wings just to get Buddy Heald out of there was kind of interesting because I think he could have helped them down the stretch. At the same time, the Pacers have a little bit of a logjam in the backcourt, right? Yeah, yeah. They've got Halliburton, Ben Matherin. They've got Aaron Neesmith. Um, they've got Andrew Nemhard. They've got a couple of players. Ben Shepard, Belmont, getting some playing time there. I was, I was wondering when or if you were going to mention him. Yeah, he's definitely getting some playing time, and he's starting to make a few plays. I saw him make a play a couple of weeks ago against the defending champions, the Denver Nuggets. So, I, I think Ben Shepard's now going to get some more playing time potentially with Buddy Heald uh, being absent in the Pacers locker room now. You know, it, it's interesting because obviously we have so many different kind of like Ben Shepard and so many different kind of not necessarily rooting interests, but thought interests such mm -hmm. as, you know, obviously Grant Williams right. headed to – uh, Charlotte with Seth Curry to Seth, not Steph. Seth. There is, you got to enunciate <laughs> the TH there. You got to be careful with that one. And <laughs> for, for PJ Washington to the Mavericks. And then, uh, obviously, you know, with the Grizzlies, they got so much going on. I don't even know who's where now at this point. Tillman's gone and, uh, they, they traded somebody to the, was it the, David Roddy goes to the Suns and the Grizzlies get big body David Roddy. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, it's it's an absolute mess. So what 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 I think is most interesting to me of those is you know the Hornets feel like they might be kind of in contention here. I think that Brandon Miller, shout out Brandon Miller, he's shown yeah. so much promise in the past week or so, just scoring, defending, assisting, making those highlight plays. He's kind of overshadowing. We know LaMelo Ball was the star in Charlotte, and he's been hurt. He's missed some time, and that's really allowed Brandon Miller to mm -hmm. flourish, to see him uh, with this productivity. And they're kind of moving a P.J. Washington out of the way that was uh, flourishing there as well. But he, obviously the Hornets were not winning, getting him in a better position in Dallas, and that opens up more room for Brandon Miller in Charlotte. So it's going to be interesting to see the rest of the season for the Hornets because I don't know if they're – 
going to make a playoff push or anything like that. But just to see where what direction they go in for the rest of the season is going to be interesting. With the Grant Williams, how is he going to fit into that team? Miles Bridges has made a lot of contributions, and he said he's going to stay there probably to run his stats up before he hits free agency this uh, this summer. So it's going to be interesting to monitor in Charlotte. I was just going to ask, you know, how do you feel like um, Grant Williams fits into the situation at Charlotte? I think that he's definitely going to bring defense and he's going to bring three-point shooting. I think that Charlotte needs a shooter that can kind of spot up with the playmakers like a Brandon Miller, as we've seen. I know he was asked about playing point guard in the absence of Lamelo, so he's shown that he can get his teammates involved. And then when Lamelo comes back, I think that's a perfect spot for Grant Williams to be available at the three-point line. Did the Thunder win or lose? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to answer this question from an unbiased perspective because I am an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Well, and yeah, I mean, I thought they did well. I, I think it's I think it's a good move acquiring Gordon Hayward, bringing him in. I just don't know if we're bringing him in to be a starter or if we're bringing him in to be a bench player who contributes. But I know hopefully he can be that veteran in a playoff push because we're tied for the top seed or at the top seed in the West just to see what he can bring. He was hurt in Charlotte for most of the time there just to see if he's actually going to play and can he get that 10 to 15 points. And that would be great for the Thunder right now. I think he fills the gap that they need. I still think we need a rebounder in Oklahoma City behind Chet Holmgren. But I think Gordon Hayward is a plus for the Thunder right now. Is he, isn't he a guy who can kind of help Chet Holmgren through his development as well? Yeah, I think so. We saw Hayward obviously had that huge injury when he was on the Celtics, just seeing that he's going to be able to bounce back from that. And Chet obviously had that injury in his first season before um, he actually played in the NBA. Just to have that advice on the bench and in the locker room, I think that's going to do wonders for Chet. I'm interested because, I, like you said, the, the Thunder have – they have an opportunity to make a real run here, which is – crazy considering where they were just two years ago <laughs> I mean this was this team was scraping the bottom of the barrel it almost gives you uh, some hope if you're a Grizzlies fan by the way because it, it only takes a couple of years and, and the right moves so you know that that particular conference though is loaded the Suns are making moves everybody's even the Lakers kind of half won half lost I guess but seems like everybody feels like they've got to improve in order to make a run in the Western Conference. Yeah, I, I think that's very true. When you look at that top four in the West, I think all of the teams are within one or a half game of each other. So just to see the standings, all the teams have about 36 or 37 wins, I believe. Just to see that it's so competitive at the top, and then you have a team like the Mavericks in the middle of the pack and the Lakers in the middle of the pack that – they can definitely be up there in the top with the likes of the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Wolves, and the Thunder. Just to see how competitive the Western Conference is, it's really going to be a fun playoffs, even though that's a little bit away. I think I'm looking forward to that the most because it's going to be really competitive. A move that probably is underrated, but again, as Chris mentioned, we have 
some ties, I guess, to some guys that were moved. Former UT guard Jaden Springer goes to Boston. What's the significance, again, of that move? It looked like the Celtics kind of made some nothing earth-shattering, but just kind of picking up some pieces, maybe kind of shoring up some underlying issues. Brad Stevens is definitely a very, very good executive making those moves. I think Jaden Springer has the potential to be that guard off the bench, hopefully not taking Peyton Pritchard's minutes, but maybe alongside Peyton Pritchard. We know he can bring defense and he's springy on offense. So I think that's a good sneaky pickup in the backcourt behind Derek White uh, on the Celtics. And then when you look at the pickup of, of Tillman, as we mentioned earlier, I mean, we know what he can bring. He's going to bring those points that you may not see during the game. He's going to make all the right plays. I think that's just a good, a good big man to have off the bench um, and behind a Porzingis alongside an Al Horford that may come in handy in a playoff situation. Clayton and Seacrest joining us here from a lot of different hats that he wears. A lot of different hats. Very talented young man. We And we're glad to have him alongside to talk and talk a little NBA. Um, you know, we got the All-Star weekend coming up. Is that this weekend or next weekend? It is next weekend, not next the same as the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same as the Daytona 500. Yeah, so, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, probably two different fan bases. It's probably okay. <laughs> but, you know, who do you see emerging here in the second half of the season? I would say in the Eastern Conference, when you look at somebody like a Trey Young, who was initially snubbed from the All-Star game, is making it as a replacement now, kind of surging and proving that he should have been an outright All-Star. I think that's a storyline to watch as the Hawks try and stay in that playoff race as well. Looking at him and then the rookies, I like to shout out the rookies in both conferences, but obviously Brandon Miller, we've talked about him a bunch. I really like Hami Haquez on the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are that sneaky team that always can kind of creep up on you. And I think Hami Haquez, who will be competing in the dunk contest in All-Star Weekend, I think he's a name to watch down the stretch to see how he kind of fits into that playoff mode for the Heat. And then out West, I mean – we always have to keep our eyes on Luka. And now that Kyrie is going to be back on the Mavericks and they just acquired the P.J. Washington and they're getting their center back, Derek Lively, just seeing how the Mavericks kind of progress down the stretch. And then if the Lakers can get it together outright and put things together down the stretch in the playoffs, they're going to be a scary team. LeBron has to be respected. AD has to be respected. They just need to put it together. And I think those are, those are some – people you can watch. Um, obviously, the Spurs probably are not going to make the playoffs, but just to watch Victor Wembanyama how he closes out the season, that's going to be very interesting too because he's impressed more than I believe anybody pretty much thought. I think it's very good rookie season for Victor Wembanyama. Will the Hawks be able to keep Trey Young after this year? Interestingly enough, I just saw a tweet before I joined you all that the Lakers may be in pursuit of Trey Young this offseason. I don't know exactly how that would work, but I know there's going to be big askers and maybe big takers in the offseason for a Trey Young because he is an uber-talented player. And Atlanta really isn't taking him where he needs to go. How does he fit with the Lakers? 
I guess if if it's if you're in the city of angels, they'll find a way to make it work. I mean, we see what they're doing in on the Clippers side with the Harden and Paul George and Russell Westbrook. I mean, surely the Lakers can make it work alongside LeBron James and AD. Surely, just doesn't feel like there's enough balls to go around. <laughs> there isn't, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. It'll it'll either go really good or really bad. <laughs> Boom or bust. It won't be, yeah, it won't be just, eh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Landon Seekers, you can find him at Seco underscore sports on Twitter. You can find him as a sideline reporter for Belmont Women's Basketball. What else are you doing, Landon? I am working in sports information for Belmont's cross country and track and field teams. We're competing at the Commodore, uh, the Indoor Music City Challenge over at the Vanderbilt Commodore's multi-purpose facility this weekend. So shout out Belmont's track team. We're breaking some program records uh, throughout this season, and we're gearing up for the Missouri Valley Conference Championships here in a few weeks. Okay. So you will be over on the Vanderbilt campus then for that? Yes. Okay. Go, go holler at your boy while you're over there watching some indoor track this weekend. Landon Secrets, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. All right. Oh, anything else we need to touch on here before we get to another break, or should we just go now? Let's go now. Let's go to a break. Um, when we come back, it's the grab bag. <clears throat> Stay with us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to the Lee Company Studio here in Columbia as we continue with Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. That's Chris Yao. I'm Maurice Patton. This is the grab bag. Um, handful of topics that we need to touch on, but we don't need a whole segment of. And, well, you know, this, well, okay. this, might, this, this one might have kind of screwed the pooch, but it did happen like in the last in the middle minutes. of minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Mr. Yao, I yield the floor to you. Okay, so multiple reports coming out from several different media outlets that Josh Eipel has submitted a declaration in the lawsuit uh, filed by the Tennessee and Virginia Attorneys General and against the NCAA, finding some very interesting things in said declaration. Paragraph 17 and 18 are very interesting to me uh, more than anything. Heupel writes, the current NIL environment is complicated for everyone involved. Yes, that is very true. Current student athletes, prospective student athletes, coaches, schools, collectives, and fans. NCAA rules are vague and confusing. They frequently change and they sometimes conflict with NCAA's prior guidance. That right there, mm. if you know, if they can prove that, seems to me like that's kind of all you need. But paragraph 18 is very interesting. Because of the NIL recruiting ban, the information recruits have about NIL opportunities associated with a given school is incomplete and not always reliable. See, Jaden Rashada. <laughs> Athletes want to know about and understand their opportunities, but like my fellow coaches at UT, I feel I have I have to avoid discussing NIL opportunities in any way, even at a high level, or assisting athletes in navigating this complicated environment. And I guess he goes on to say this because this is an excerpt and I don't know what sequence, 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 <laughs> they come in. Because selecting the right school is so important, when a recruit goes to a school that is not the best fit, they may end up being deprived of personal or professional opportunities that they will never be able to go back and recreate. UT could be the best fit for some recruits, but some recruits will never know that because the NIL recruiting ban prevents them from having the full picture of their options. The consequences of a mismatch between player and school are more than just financial ones. It could create mental health issues that could potentially change the entire course of a student athlete's career. That was paragraph 20. Okay, that sounded about right. Paragraph 22. This may be my favorite one of all. UT competes for the very best players across the country. Knoxville is a larger metropolitan area than many other college towns, and the passion of our fan base is unmatched. 
Without the NIL recruiting ban, UT would be even more competitive in recruiting the best athletes to come play here. So even if there wasn't NIL, we still would have been 20 and nine over the last three years. We still would have been in the New Year's Six. And that's what Josh Heupel is saying here based on his experience and, and his, you know, his success as a coach. The, the subtle, the subtleness, Mo, of something that I have now read at least a couple of times, you've read it once and we've not mentioned it. How does Josh Heupel refer to the University of Tennessee? Josh Heupel refers to the University of Tennessee as UT. And as a proud Oklahoma grad, you know, <laughs> the, he takes great pride in the real UT being in Knoxville, baby. As he's, as he's writing that, is, is he typing that with oh, one hand turning, and giving the horns down with yeah, the other one? Maybe, you know he is. You know he is because he is, he is absolutely just, just the subtleness of the UT in there is he, absolutely he, beautiful. He's not spelling out Tennessee. Nope. He, yeah, well, it is beautiful. That's <laughs> That's a good kid. Anyway, good. I did. I just thought that was interesting from from Josh Heupel to basically say, look, even if there was, so yes, we are committing NIL dollars through the collective. We know that the collective is is paying players for their their name, image, and likeness. That's we don't we don't dispute that. We also don't dispute that you know Nico Iamalieva has been paid some amount of money. Mm -hmm. What we will tell you is we have not talked to any of our athletes about that money. None of our coaches feel like we have the ability to do so because of NCAA guidance. So he has stated under oath that he nor any of his other coaches have spoken even at a high level with, uh, with, with agents or parents or anyone else about NIL. And even if it didn't exist, Josh Heupel's Tennessee teams would be just as good. That's what he's saying. I don't know that I believe that. But that's what he's saying. that's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's all speculation. Either way, it's speculation, right? Yeah. So this is a pretty important statement for the University of Tennessee, I feel like. And... As the NCAA continues to lose market stock, I guess this is just another crack in the foundation. They are. I feel like it is. They are, they are definitely back on their heels right now. They they won't tell you that. No. They 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 are digging their heels in. But there's a line in front of their feet from where they're being pushed back. It's, they're not in good shape. Whether they'll tell you that or not, they're not. I don't think so. I, I think Tennessee is, is, I guess it really just depends on contract attorneys and the judge that you get who is, trying to interpret said contracts because the contract language is pretty clear. 
And I don't feel like a judge can say, well, it's obvious that you intended for him to go to the University of Tennessee if, he was gonna pay, if you were going to pay him $8 million. Well, one, we didn't pay him $8 million. But the contract says it doesn't matter where he goes. Mm -hmm. You can't say, I, be I don't believe you. Doesn't matter what mm -hmm. you believe. While, the contract. while also saying that Jaden Rashada has a claim to the money in Florida because he signed, because he signed a contract mm -hmm. that basically said he had to play at Florida. You can't say that, well, we clearly know you meant that he, you know, he's, he deserves this money even though he didn't go to Florida while also saying that we know that you meant he had to go to Tennessee. You can't do both of those things. And, and obviously they're not in the same court, but it's, uh, there's precedent going to be set with NIL on either side of this thing. And I think that's going to be very interesting. Which is why Chip Kelly is expected to resign as head coach at the University of California, Los Angeles, and accept the um, offense coordinator role at the Ohio State University, where he would replace Bill O'Brien, who is heading to Boston College as head coach. Chip Kelly, as Wade and I talked earlier this week, has been trying to get out of UCLA for some period of time. Quite literally willing to take any job that is offered. Again, interviewed for offensive coordinator roles at the NFL level with the Raiders, Commanders, and Seahawks, and apparently getting none of those before deciding, well, I'll just go to Columbus. Here's a deal. In heading to Ohio State, according to CBSSports.com, Kelly would reunite with Buckeyes coach Ryan Day, who played at New Hampshire during Kelly's lengthy run there as an assistant. The two have also coached together on multiple occasions, most recently in 2016 during Kelly's lone season guiding the San Francisco 49ers. Day served as San Francisco's quarterback's coach that year. So... Again, Chip Kelly appears to be on his way out at Westwood, heading to Ohio State. And between the players that Ohio State has acquired over this past, over this past month or so, and this move here, Ryan Day appears to be a desperate man. <laughs> he's either he's either desperate or he just said kind of screw it let's just go all in i i feel yeah, like he, he, he has definitely said let's go all in because this but i don't really know if it's like desperation or not it may be because obviously there have been rumblings of ryan day can't get it done and you can't lose to michigan we know that that's 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 obvious but also <sighs> I just, 
there's enough evidence out there that Ryan Day has been on a warm seat despite the success he has had? Well, the success he has had has not included beating Michigan on a consistent basis. Now, losing two in a row to them is not going to make you a lot of, I mean. National champs or not. Right. And Ohio State fans do not care. And we know that. And so with that said, it really feels like he can ill afford another loss to Michigan, particularly Without a Jim Harbaugh-less Jim Harbaugh Michigan. Sure. Bill O'Brien going to Boston College makes a lot more sense than you would even think. Because apparently his son has a rare brain disease and his son's doctors are in Boston. Mm. His other son happens to play baseball at Tufts University, which is located in Boston. So Boston College seems to be a very natural mm. fit for Bill O'Brien to have a job and also take care of his family. And obviously it comes with a bit of a pay raise to be a head coach in a power four conference. God, that's hard to say. <laughs> and, but to leave Ohio State to go to Boston College, probably not the most conventional move for a guy who's been a head coach at the, in the Big Ten and a head coach at the NFL level. Probably not the most conventional. But, I mean, when you put all those other but it makes intangibles it, in the mix, it makes a lot more sense, like you said. And certainly want to wish him and his family the best with his, um, with his son as he battles that situation, for sure. But, yeah. it, it, I mean, it, to me, it feels like a selfless move. It's like, hey, you know, I can do this in a lot of different places. I'm choosing to do it here because my family, my family needs together. to be here. Yeah, yeah. And man, how about that? So kudos to Bill O'Brien for that. There is one item here in the grab bag that we must get to. Yeah. So again, I'm going to yield the floor to you. So I've, I've heard the Oakland Athletics have had a conversation with... Everybody. <laughs> well, everybody. But the Las Vegas mayor has said... Y'all need to stay where you at, because I don't know that this is going to work. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got an idea while they work this all out. <laughs> Assuming that they work it all out, which is... Have you? Working this out is doing a lot of work right there. Have you ever heard of a man named Reggie Jackson? I'm familiar. You ever heard of a man named Raleigh Fingers? Mm -hmm. Both of those men wore Oakland athletic or wore, wore athletics uniforms. Mm -hmm. You know where they also wore them? In Kansas City. At Rickwood Field. <laughs> where Major League Baseball is upgrading the facility for a one-off game. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Birmingham A's. The Birmingham A's. <laughs> Second verse, same, same as the first. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm just saying. Could do worse. I don't know where the hell they're going to park. <laughs> Legion Field and bus, I guess. I think that would be the least of their problems, though. <laughs> get out of the car and say, I got one, two, three, four tires. I better have four when I get back. 
kind of situation. But business gonna be booming for more than one yeah. faction. Huh? All I'm saying is Rick Woodfield is being upgraded for Major League Baseball. Parking not so much. <laughs> Perhaps parking could be elevated Upgraded for well. at least for a little while. And you have the history of the athletics in town. Tell me this is not the best idea you've heard today. It's not the worst. <laughs> well, for athletics, any idea is not the worst. Yeah, I mean, you might want to get John Fisher's email and fire something off. Yo, Call him up. Yo, John. <laughs> Listen, I know this is going to sound unconventional, but hear me out. Hey, hey, let me holler at you. I mean, look, Birmingham, not the ideal place. And, 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 and of course, the, the White Sox are going, and the Barons are just going to be mad and be angry. Excuse us? <laughs> like, we, have to play, we have to play afternoon games and just to get, you know, get in there. And, but, but, yeah, I mean, it, I'm just saying Birmingham's available. They do and, have a major. And there is a historic tie. A historic tie, and there's major league level uh, facilities. facilities. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Um, friend of the show, Brad Willis. Yes. At it again. <laughs> he is. He's, he's, well, okay, so I, I need to know what the. Premise was of because I knew that they were they were going to honor him at like during the middle of of the Austin P game last night. But what were they I, honoring him for? Do I, you know? I don't know. I do not know. I, I was either. unaware of this until I saw it last night. I guess Austin P basketball coaching legend Dave Luz has been named to the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame as part of its 2024 induction class. Um, the longtime head basketball coach of the Governors, also a former athletics director was surprised with the news Thursday night prior to the Austin P. Kennesaw State game in Clarksville. Um, Coach Dave Luz is a wonderful example of leadership and sustained success. He is as respected and loved by many for qualities he's shown both on and off the court, said Brad Willis. We're very excited to have Coach Luz as part of our 2024 class of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. I do not know what the premise was for recognizing Coach Luz, getting him on the floor to surprise him as Brad is so great at doing. Um, Coach Luz played basketball and baseball at Memphis State, um, later returned to his alma mater as an assistant before arriving at Austin P in 1991, spent 18 seasons there, won 420 games and nine Ohio Valley Conference championships and served as one great thorn in the side for my Blue Raiders over that time. But um, very deserving honor for Coach Luz. And as we talk about- The Dean of the OVC. As we talk about Hall of Fame inductees so often, it's like he's not already in. Clearly he's not, but he will be. Um, Cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, Coach Luz is the first of 12 2024 Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame inductees. So look for Brad Willis to pop up somewhere near you at some point here in the next few weeks, surprising other folks. They do a great job with that. They really he do. does a great job with that and getting that genuine 
reaction from those people who have no idea what's getting ready to happen until it happens. So that's, that's a really fun aspect of that, the announcement and catching these folks off guard. We look forward to um, seeing who else is in this 2024 induction class. Um, when we come back here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, we will be joined by Allie Milnicki? Milnicki. Milnicki of Zen Sports, getting you ready for this weekend's Super Bowl 58. So stay with us. Live under the lights. A city of performers. Putting on one heck of a show. Headlining night after night. Welcome to Smashville. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. <laughs> other guy Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama, so other guy Wham had pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back for the second hour of the Friday edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris and Mo continuing today's show, and we are now joined by Ali Melnicki of Zen Sports, who, if you are so inclined, should be able to help you make a little money this weekend. Ali, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, so... Um, Tell our listeners who will be watching the 49ers and Chiefs in Super Bowl 58 on Sunday, how you can help them make some money. Well, I'm leaning toward the 49ers. I just think overall they have the most depth on offense between Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. They just have an array of weapons. I know Patrick Mahomes 
right now is the best quarterback in the NFL, and Travis Kelsey's playing at an unbelievable level in the postseason. But I just think that the Niners have way too many weapons. I think that they're going to come out strong, and I think they still remember losing to the Chiefs four years ago in the Super Bowl. So that's at the back of many of vet- the veterans' heads. There's no doubt. Allie, I am a member of Zen Sports, and I tend to partake on occasion in betting. The Super Bowl is a little unique, though, because you can literally bet on anything. Mm-hmm. Any. Thing. And so tell us some of the things that, that I may be able to wager upon on Zen Sports in the Super Bowl. This sure. Weekend. So you can bet on anything between who's going to be Super Bowl MVP if you think it's Mahomes or Purdy or, or another position player. You can bet what the first play of the game is going to be. Is it going to be a rush? Is it going to be a run? Is it going to be a reception? You could bet whether, whether or not Patrick Mahomes is going to throw an interception whether there's going to be sacks, field goals, you name it. We offer just about everything on Zen Sports. Now, if I make five of those of at least $25 or more, Monday I can bet 10 bucks with no danger. Yep, that is correct. It's called our no, it's uh, one of our big Super Bowl promotions we're having, so we want to reward our, uh, our, our customers for that. This is the <laughs> second time. That we've had Ali on, and the second time oh. we've had a special guest. Oh. So this you were is holding out on us, Ali. Yeah, yeah. the star of the show. Has, moment, so. That's the star of the show right there. Um, Ali, what um, what other prop bets are available via Zen Sports this weekend? Sure. So we have all other rushing yards, receiving yards, anytime touchdown scores is big. We also have individual. You know, is Pat Mahomes' first throw going to be? over 10 yards is Isaiah Pacheco's first rush going to be over three yards. We have everything that you can imagine. And we're really excited to be offering. We have first half wagering. We have quarter wagering. So we offer just about everything. And parlays of course are available. All of these, all of these things. So tell us a little bit about, you know, obviously Zen sports is a little unique. You are the most recent sports book to join the state of Tennessee. Uh, What sets you guys apart? Yeah, we're just really happy to be in Tennessee. You know, we the, the unique thing about Zen Sports is that we're still growing. We're adding a lot of a lot more leagues. We're adding a lot more uh, different types of wagering. But we also have a great promo for all of our new customers. It's called the No Danger First Wager. And for anyone that signs up with the app, you, the first bet you make, we can reimburse you up to one thousand dollars depending on how much you bet if your first bet loses. So we offer that to get new customers in. And we always have daily promotions. We have special promotions like the Super Bowl one, and we have one of the best VIP programs. So if you're a big better and you think you qualify for our VIP program, just go to zensports.com slash VIP. You can fill out an application. We'll review it and hopefully get you on board. We reward our VIPs with monthly perks, community events. So we have one of the best VIP programs in the state. Yeah, are you not a VIP? I'm not a VIP. I don't bet that much. Because uh, as we remember from college football, I'm not very good at it. You just enjoy it. I mean, yeah. I enjoy giving Allie my money. Well, I mean. You're welcome maybe, for paying your salary, Allie. You know, maybe, you maybe, it, maybe it's like golf. If you did it more, you'd be better at it. Perhaps. Or if I just take the picks that we make during the show and bet the opposite. Exactly. There you That's go. That's really the way There's to do your it. system. So, 
Allie Milnicki of Zen Sports joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Allie, really appreciate it. And um, you and your youngster have a great weekend. I'm sure y'all will be posted up watching this, the game this weekend as well. So. Yep, very excited for it. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Let's now go to our Titans insider, Terry McCormick, for a little Titans and a little Super Bowl insight of his as well. Terry, good afternoon. How are you guys? And yes, it's your daily Titans report and it's powered by Zen Sports. You guys were just on with Allie. And so Zen Sports is continuing through my segment there. Absolutely. Um, you, The Titans didn't play either of these teams this season. Is that right? That's right. They did not play either either of these teams, and I'd have to look and see. I don't think they're scheduled to play either one of them next year either. So that's probably kind of interesting there. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you see? What do you like? Um, what jumps out at you about this ball game? Well, obviously, you know when you look at everything, you know Patrick Mahomes stands out to me above everybody else. He's the best quarterback in the NFL currently about to embark on his fourth Super Bowl in seven seasons in the NFL. In fact, is that good? I think that's pretty want, good. Okay. If you want to get technical about it, it's really six seasons because he hardly played his rookie year. He sat behind Alex Smith and learned, and he must have learned really well because he's been in four Super Bowls now over the past six years. Now, that said, a lot of people are a little tired of the Chiefs. You know, I think, you know, you see – you know, a certain pop singer who uh, happens to be from Hendersonville. And, you know, she's now on camera a lot at Chiefs games because of her. Through no fault of her own. Yes. You know, she's now on camera a lot because of who she is and because of who she's dating. And then, you know, there are all the State Farm commercials that feature Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid and, you know, everybody but the, uh, the cafeteria staff in Kansas City. So... You know, it's it, you know I, I get that a lot of people are tired of the Chiefs, and this is surprising to me. You know, did you realize that the 49ers, even though they've been to the Super Bowl and they've been a relevant team for forever, you know, going back to the Joe Montana days, they've not won a Super Bowl since they won one with Steve Young back in 1994. And I can't believe the Steve Young was in '94. <laughs> Like, yeah. that's what gets me more than anything. But then you think, yeah, then there was the, the Cowboys and then the Packers won a couple, then the Broncos won a couple. And next thing you know, you're into the Patriots dynasty. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, you're 30 years ago since You've the won 49ers a Super Bowl. have won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. You know, that said, <laughs> Terry, we, we just talked to Allie Milnick. He was in sports and she likes the Niners and – you know, I guess there's plenty of reasons to like the Niners, but I don't know when you look at Brock Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes that that's one of them. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, Purdy is a young quarterback and certainly making the Super Bowl in his, you know, in his second year and his story of being Mr. Irrelevant and being the very last pick in the draft, certainly, you know, and you know, a unique and inspiring one. Uh, I think if you, it's kind of how you look at it like this. And you, you remember back in the day, we, we were just talking about the 49ers and how they did it, you know. And, you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s, you had 
the NFC teams were always very complete teams, and they dominated in large part. The AFC teams were always driven by quarterbacks, whether that was John Elway, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly. And the NFC teams, by being the more complete teams, usually came out on top. So we kind of got that matchup again because outside of Mahomes and Kelsey, uh, maybe Pacheco, the Chiefs don't have a lot of star power on the offensive side of the ball beyond that. The 49ers have weapons everywhere, whether it's Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, even Murfreesboro's Jawan Jennings and Gallatin's Jordan Mason make cameos from time to time. But So I guess it's a matter of can the more complete team beat the more star-laden team? Interesting, interesting concept, interesting way to look at it. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like the fact that Kansas City has that experience under their belt. I don't, I don't think that's something that can be dismissed, really. And also the way they played here over the postseason after the way they struggled through the regular season is something that has to be taken into consideration. So I, I think it's going to be a great ball game. I think the 49ers are a two-point favorite in it for those of you who are concerned about that type thing. Yeah. Um, I just hope it lives up to it. Yeah, I, I do too. I think it's, you know, I think it will be a pretty good game. And, uh, you know, as far as just how, how things will go, you know, the, you're right, the Chiefs have the experience. And, and quite frankly, I don't know about you guys, I thought the Baltimore Ravens were the best team in the league this year. And then yet again, the best team in the league uh, in the regular season does not make it to the Super Bowl. And uh, so we are left with the Chiefs and the 49ers and that Chiefs experience. So, you know, it's paid dividends so far. Maybe it will again. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's been chronicled somewhere when the last time a number one seed actually got to or won the Super Bowl, but certainly it didn't happen this year with Dallas getting bounced early and with Baltimore, like you said, losing last uh, two weeks ago to Kansas City. So, you know, it ain't always the best team. It's the best team that day. So, again, we'll see what happens Sunday. In the meantime, Terry, tell us what Zen Sports is doing for Super Bowl weekend. All right, gladly. The big game is Sunday, and we know you must be excited not only to watch, but to make some bets as well. And if you'd like to bet props, head over to Zen Sports, where they're offering a ton of special prop bets exclusively for the game Sunday. Player props, game props, team props, you name it, they've got it. And Zen Sports is running a special promotion. If you make any five prop bets on the football game of at least $25 or more before kickoff, you will earn a $10 no-danger wager the following Monday. What's more is you can request a prop bet if you don't see it on Zen Sports, and they will look to create it just for you. And for new customers, when you sign up for Zen Sports, you will automatically earn up to a $1,000 no-danger first wager. If your first bet loses, you'll be reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to $1,000 maximum within 24 hours. Max odds are plus 500. And there's even more good news. Zen Sports has the top VIP rewards program, which allows top-tier customers to earn more bonuses, comps, and perks. The VIP program is by invite only, so if you feel your Zen Sports play qualifies for VIP consideration, please check out the program in details and apply at zensports.com VIP. So what are you waiting for? 
Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. No danger. First wager limited to plus 500 odds to qualify. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Thanks, Terry. When we come back here on Main Street Sports today, we'll be talking a little bit more NFL. The NFL Honors Awards were last night, and it was pretty one-team-centered. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Would you please read the last line in the chat? Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris and I are here in the Lee Company studio as we get you ready for 
Sunday's big game, among other things. Before we do that, though, the NFL honors were last night. And if you were a Cleveland Browns fan, you were very happy. Hmm. Yeah. If you were a fan of any of the other 31 teams, you may have been less happy because the Associated Press Coach of the Year was Cleveland Browns coach Kevin Stefanski. He and Houston's D'Amico Ryans were actually tied, and it would seem that 45 to 14 would be the tiebreaker, but apparently it was not. It was first place votes, and Stefanski received one more first place vote, I think, than D'Amico Ryans did, and D'Amico Ryans was completely left off of three ballots. Now, I mean, I can understand if you didn't think he was the coach of the year, but I don't know how you think he's not one of the top three That's candidates for coach of the year after a mm. seven-game turnaround from last year's regular season. Now, this is and these are regular first. season awards. But but there's still a, he you still know he was going to the playoffs. Well, you knew he was going to the playoffs. You didn't know he was going to win his first game, 45 to 14, over Cleveland. But he took the, but, Texans, the Texans to the playoffs and won a and won a division championship. I mean, I, I guess taking know. the Browns to the playoffs is pretty impressive too. But <laughs> I mean. As opposed to other places that the Browns have been taken historically, yeah. I guess. And I guess taking the Browns to the playoffs was pretty impressive in the AP Comeback Player of the Year balloting as well, because as conjectured over the course of the season, Joe Flacco, who began the season on the couch. At the house. At the house. Heels kicked up, minding his own business, um, was voted the AP's Comeback Player of the Year, over, among others, DeMar Hamlin, who I just don't know how there is a bigger comeback than from death. And I mean, I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but I don't know any other way to get it across. This guy died on the football field and came back and played. The NFL Comeback Player of the Year award is given to an NFL player who overcomes adversity to return to remarkable performance in the form of not being in the NFL the previous year, a severe injury, or simply poor performance. I don't know what greater adversity there is than losing your life. I understand. But the devil's advocate is how much how much of the fact that he died on the field is the reason he was playing this year. He made three tackles for the year. I mean... Obviously, he's not in a wheelchair or anything, but like if we if somebody was paralyzed and we put him out there for three plays, do we give him comeback player of the year? I, I, this is just devil's advocate. Now, 
on the other side, Joe Flacco played five games. It's not like he, you know, went out there and went 12 and four, five as a starter and you know what I mean? So you could, to me, Baker Mayfield probably deserves it statistically for what he did after being thrown away, essentially. But yeah, DeMar Hanlon made three tackles. Joe Flacco played five games and wasn't really great in all. I mean, he turned the ball over quite a bit. Now, obviously, you're just going to do that when you're you know, as old as he is and, you, and well, as rusty as he is. You're just going to do that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to give it to Joe Flacco, I probably would have just gone ahead and given it to DeMar Hamlin. Because to me, they're kind of one and the same equal as far as comeback player of the year. Cherian Williams at NFL. Cherian, she is a 30-year NFL media veteran. DeMar Hamlin came back from the dead, but that wasn't enough for him to win comeback player. He apparently needed to wait three days until he rose from the dead to impress the eight voters who left him off their ballot. I mean, Perhaps more egregious than either Stefanski or Flacco, though, the AP Defensive Player of the Year was Miles Garrett. (laughs) In the regular season, Miles Garrett had 42 tackles, 33 solos, 14 sacks, 37 pressures, 16 quarterback hits, 17 tackles for loss. He forced four fumbles, recovered one, three pass deflections, no picks, no touchdowns. Steelers TJ Watt, 68 tackles, 48 solos, 19 sacks, 50 pressures, 18 quarterback hits, 19 tackles for loss, four forced fumbles, three recoveries, one pick, eight deflections, and one touchdown. His numbers were superior to Miles Garrett in every statistic, with the exception of forced fumbles where they were equal. And yet, Miles Garrett is your AP Defensive Player of the Year. I don't know what it was about Cleveland this year, but clearly they are the media darlings I was of the gonna, NFL. That's what I was going to say. Is that, you know, that, that media bias. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard media bias in <laughs> Cleveland in the same phrase. But This would be like the Titans winning here a bunch are. of national awards. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 mind boggling. I I don't I don't get it. But congratulations to them. As expected, Lamar Jackson is your most valuable player. Um, Christian McCaffrey is your offensive player of the year. Um, the Texans did sweep AP offensive and defensive rookies of the year with CJ CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. Um, and there was a Pittsburgh Steelers defensive player honored. Cameron Hayward was recognized as Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. So, good for him. There's that. 
maybe he'll share that with TJ. <sighs> Man, I, these awards, whatever. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think when you see these awards presented to folks like that, it creates a little bit more of a whatever. Yeah, it's like, eh. Is it even... I mean, if you're not if you're not going to give them to the person that to the people that deserve them, then and and what's I'm the not point? saying that Stefanski didn't deserve Coach of the Year, but it's it's like it's like we say all the time. Head to head means nothing, though. All things being equal, if all things are equal, and clearly first place votes were equal, it just, then the the person who won is better. It just feels like to me that there was more expected out of Cleveland coming into this season than well, there was out of Houston. I would say that D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans exceeded expectations to a greater degree than Kevin Stefanski and the Cleveland Browns. I will agree that there were high expectations. I don't think anybody expected that Joe Flacco was going to be playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns for five games, though. No. No. And so, no. I mean, I can see where, okay, maybe, you know, clearly he's, you know, <laughs> he, he went to the playoffs and, and had to win five games with Joe Flacco. <laughs> so, so I can, I understand it, but again, all things being equal, the guy who won is the better coach. The guy who won the game? Yes. That's the, that's, and not just won, but dominated. 45-14, you know, not, 15-14, not 25-14. And I know that, I, I know that like you can't, that, that the voters can't vote, but you can break the tie afterwards. Yeah, I mean. If it's a tie, you back, can break it yeah, at any okay, point okay. before you, before you announce. Okay, look here. These two guys tied, vote for one or the other. I, I mean, you can, you, you can break a tie. Yeah. By whatever necessary. So that's interesting. Um, Wade Neely checking in. Coming back to life from being on the Jets is greater than coming back to life in general. Uh, the, Joe Flacco clearly, is a former Jet. That's clearly what, they, what they're saying. Uh, Wade, what's up, man? We can't hear you. Yeah, you are muted. One momento, por favor. One momento? Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> How about now, Wade? He's, he, no. he can hear us. No, but, but we can't hear him. But we can't hear him. That's okay. Yeah. Can you just, you go. know, can we play charades? First word. Yes. <laughs> um, I, hey, uh, let's talk about the Hall of Fame for a second. Let, let's talk about the Hall of Fame for more than a second. Because NWO legend. Steve McMichael getting in is fantastic. I'm just that curious. That wasn't the direction I would have gone in, but go ahead. I'm just curious if, if, if Kevin Nash may be in attendance because when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. And Deborah McMichael and the puppies will be involved and all kinds of things. It's, it's going to be great, right? The, the, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony is going to be wild. <laughs> Hulk Hogan comes out playing Jimi Hendrix on the WCW belt. It's, it's going to be great. That wasn't <laughs> at all what I had in mind, but 
Steve McMichael of the Bears, Randy Gratishar of the Broncos were both selections from the senior category for the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction class of 2024. Uh, where I was going to go with this is former Tennessee high school legend from Holler Rock, Brewston, out in West Tennessee, Patrick Willis. We, we need to get that clip out from, from, coach. from, from coach Cut. Um, yeah. His mistake. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't bring the ball out when Patrick Willis is don't coming stand down. on the tracks when the train's coming through. Yeah. <laughs> Former Ole Miss linebacker Patrick Willis, whose professional career was relatively short, but he was highly impressive in a short period of time with Clearly. the 49ers. Um, was voted into this year's Hall of Fame class, along with Devin Hester, who will be the first returner. Now, I don't know how that works when you've got Deion Sanders, but I guess maybe Hester was primarily yeah. a returner. I think he's a, I, I think, I think we can all agree that Devin Hester made hit, made the most impact in the football game in, on in, special on teams. Returns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going cornerback Devin Hester. That's <laughs> not, not what you think of. No, no, it's not. A couple of um, former Titan tormentors, Dwight Freeney and Andre Johnson, also voted into the Hall of Fame along with Julius Peppers former two-sport standout at North Carolina who went on to stardom with the Panthers, among others. So, um, Can we hear you now? What's up, fellas? We, hey, we, we got him. Now. We are joined by Wade Neely. Wade, you don't have a game tonight, do you? No game tonight. Uh, taking the night off. and just, uh, just, just a little limited in wardrobe, huh? Yeah, this, just a little product placement for the Bobcats who sorely uh, – they need some sort of positivity, so maybe this is me just trying to channel some good vibes because they got hammered last night by Tullahoma. <laughs> so, um, thoughts on the Hall of Fame or the honors? Well, I, I can, oh. Yeah, I can tell you we got some trash can juice in that list or what's not on that list. Antonio Gates not getting in his trash can juice. He's the best tight end in the history of the National Football League to this point. Wow. And he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer? Get out of here. You know, it's, it's amazing to me the number of people who are just so obstructionist as to say, well, he's not going in on first ballot. That's ridiculous. And again, I don't know what changes. If you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. Right. But, uh... Anyway, but, trash can juice. Continue. That's, Wade, uh, yeah, that's, that's borderline baseball Hall of Fame uh, type chicanery there. Mm -hmm. um, but, hey, real quick, going back to the awards as your resident neighborhood uh, long-suffering Jets fan. Yeah, if you can withstand being on the Jets and come back and somehow guide a team to the playoffs, apparently that is enough to win comeback player of the year. So much more so that, yeah, uh, even the just coming back to life as we saw with DeMar Hamlin. So I was – Blown away by some of the awards last night, and you guys have obviously broken it down. Uh, Stefanski was the big shock, and it's interesting that the Titans kind of played a hand in this. You know, they the ballots were due at the end of the regular season, and the Titans, if they had not knocked off the Jaguars in Week 18, I don't know that 
I think Stefanski was the front runner until D'Amico won, uh, the, the Texans rather, won the division in week 18. And I think a lot of folks may have already submitted their ballot or something because I don't, know how you don't, I don't know how you uh, don't give that to the guy. And, you know, obviously it comes down to one vote. And he even won the PFWA awards, uh, which is the first split between the coaches in like 20 years. Um, I was kind of head scratching last night, kind of like you guys were. Yeah. It was a head scratcher for sure, but I'm sure those aren't the only awards that will be given away, but they're the only ones that will be given away on national TV, I guess. So they're pretty prestigious. And I guess congratulations to the awards winners. Um, debatable, though some may be. I mean, we're not surprised that Lamar won MVP, right? Uh, no. Mm -mm. No, not surprised and not particularly bothered. I mean, I just felt like what he did this season was kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. I don't disagree necessarily. I mean, it's such a quarterback award that, I mean, maybe Christian McCaffrey could have, could have been an option, but, I mean, it's just weird when you look at a quarterback. Now, I know Lamar does so many other things, but you see a quarterback stats. He threw for 24 touchdowns and 3,600 yards, and you go, huh? <laughs> now, I mean, obviously, we all know Lamar does more than that, but when you think quarterback and you see that, you go, that's your MVP? <laughs> this is your king? <laughs> I mean, you, you know, so I don't know, but – but McCaffrey just does so much, and it's it's like I could I could I could have seen it, and I feel bad. I think I just feel bad for McCaffrey because I think he probably could have been the Heisman winner over Derrick Henry, and may should have been, and it just feels like he always kind of gets the short end of the always stick. Always the bridesmaid, never <laughs> yeah. the bride. Yeah, you just kind of feel bad for 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 C Mac. Well, if he gets his ring this weekend, that's all he'll care about. I yeah. guarantee it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and in regards to McCaffrey, it, it kind of felt like the you know the Cy Young MVP type situation, right? Uh, it felt like the NFL. They knew McCaffrey was a shoe in to win one of the two awards, and if you <laughs> don't give him the AP Offensive Player of the Year award, then who do you give it to? And it just kind of felt like the MVP. Lamar had a great season, don't get me wrong, and you're right, mm -hmm. the numbers aren't just eye-popping. But I think if you'd given the award to McCaffrey and then you're kind of scratching your head saying, well, who's the Offensive Player of the Year uh, type winner? So it's kind of a, I guess, a cop-out to me, it felt like in, in many respects that uh, Lamar worthy of an MVP, you know, you could throw a, a bone to a guy like a Purdy, perhaps maybe even a bone to Prescott. His numbers were electric, but he kind of tailed off right the last couple. Both of, of those guys did right at the toward <laughs> and the end. What have you done for me season. lately? Hundred percent, and kind of kind of the same deal uh, that we saw with Flacco. Obviously, Hamlin was uh, the runaway winner with that award for pretty much the entire year until Flacco just popped up out of nowhere. I love Chris's point literally, yeah, yeah. And I love Chris's point that Baker Mayfield, I mean, if if that's not a comeback player of the year type performance, I really don't know what was. Um, so kind of some head scratching. It felt like they kind of just played it safe in a lot of these categories. Uh, you give the MVP to Lamar, so that way you don't have any weird thing going on with McCaffrey uh, not winning some sort of award and vice versa. So uh, not not a great night. Nobody, nobody, I don't think, really, except for the award winners, feels great coming out of this thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
We'll talk a little bit more Super Bowl. We will give you some predictions. And as we mentioned to you with Allie from Zen Sports, take our predictions, go the other way, win money. We will do all that when we come back here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay with us. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. She's on Thinking Out Loud, presented by Regions, and out of pocket with Alyssa Lang. It is, in fact, Alyssa, Alyssa Lang. I'm a little nervous. I'm going to lower the bar for guests now. Oh, I'm no. like, apologies in advance. It sounds like SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. You got that radio voice. I know. It's a good sound. Oh, I the radio, too. <laughs> As do we. And then here's the other thing. You guys, you're spot on with the name. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. so And we reach every Main Street in Middle Tennessee, Coach. Yeah, that's it. So Perfect. when you are on Main Street and you are moving. You got to love it. Like you're moving. I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to the final segment of Main Street Sports today for this week. Friday, getting ready for the weekend uh, as we are brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone and & Joint. And we're coming to you from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia. Again, getting you ready for the Super Bowl. What are your guys' thoughts? Oh, before we get to the Super Bowl, before we get to the end of the NFL season, there's always football. Football does not end. It doesn't. It never on stops. On Sunday. No, you'll have uh, the indoor football league will get kicked off uh, pretty quickly on March 16th. The UFL, the former USFL, XFL, the merger there starts March 30th. Arena football right here in Nashville will kick off April 27th. Uh, CFL's June 6th. I mean, all of that, but also... <clears throat> May 18th. May 18th at the Vanderbilt Lacrosse Stadium. You can find the American Flag Football League as Nashville will host on May 18th and June 15th. And June 15th will be the week before the championship game that's held in Dallas at the Ford Center at the Star, which I assume is inside, maybe inside, maybe outside, I'm not sure. They have both. In Dallas in June, I would think it probably is. <laughs> Let's hope it's inside. And maybe they'll have CUSA Curtain there. To <laughs> um, the Nashville Nighthawks, coached by a friend of the show, Chris Hughes, mm-hmm. who has the day job of coaching Fairview Yellow Jackets. So, um, They've got a, got a great, great coach and a lot of great players who are involved in this one uh nick harvey former former fairview Fairview quarterback not quarterback i'm sorry no you're right sorry Uh, but nick harvey's gonna he's on the team Uh, a couple of other guys that that folks around here will will recognize so looking forward to seeing them for sure plenty of football options past sunday and make sure to find them on twitter at affl Nighthawks. Uh, also, season tickets went on sale today for the Nashville Cats. You can get tickets for uh, front row tickets for 500 bucks, man, uh, which is for eight. I think it's home eight games? home games. I, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm, I think it's eight home games. Uh, and you can get tickets, season tickets for as low as $150 a person for the season. So to Affordable. me, that's pretty good value. It's, it's, it's solid value. Let me see here. I'm sorry, five home games. So it's $100 a ticket, but it's, it's front row. Now we, we, for the AF2, we paid about $85 a ticket. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2007 for the front row. So, I mean, that's inflation in it's for inflation. That's not so bad. That's not bad. Uh, and they'll play Minnesota on the 27th, right here to open the season. 
at Municipal Auditorium. So make sure to get your tickets today. Guys, thoughts regarding Sunday? Oof. And I'm afraid that we may have already kind of voiced some of them, but we can be a little redundant. Yeah, you know, honestly, the Super Bowl, when you're talking about two teams like this, you're talking about a team we expected to be there versus a team who didn't we didn't necessarily expect to be there but has been there. It's it it it's a really difficult thing to kind of, to kind of process. I, you know, with San Francisco being the the favorite a, a lot of my buddies who are in you know, really into the betting world, they they feel like it's Kansas City. Their models are showing Kansas City to win. It's really hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, especially against a guy like Brock Purdy. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's you're talking about Mr. Irrelevant versus Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And, I mean, until... Once Purdy wins one, it will make it easier to pick him to win another one, I think. But I, I think you've got to get that first one under your belt. Um, Wade, what are your thoughts? You know, my thoughts are kind of, I think what a lot of folks are saying coming into this, Chris kind of hit the nail on the head there when he says, this is a Chiefs team that as recently as four or five weeks ago, you weren't really sure that they would end up here. You weren't even maybe sure if they would get to the AFC championship game. Uh, but yet here they are. And then now all of a sudden the narrative is kind of completely shifted and it kind of feels, Oh yeah, we kind of should have expected this to happen. Even though all the telltale indications leading up to this kind of were, were not that San Francisco on the other hand has kind of been a steady hand pretty much all year, except for one or two, uh, kind of duds that they laid over the course of the season. Granted, it was only one or two, but uh, the Christmas game, obviously, very uh, in, notably was not in their favor. And kind of everything stacking up in my gut says that Kansas City, yeah, w would you ever pick against? You're telling me you got Brock Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes 100% of the time. However... I kind of feel like I'm, I'm pulling a little bit of a Lee Corso here. It just feels like that everybody is now buying in on the hype train with the Chiefs. And they're kind of, it's now flipped back again. And it feels like San Francisco getting a little disrespected. I think San Francisco wins the game this weekend. Interesting. Mr. Neely taking the favored 49ers. And it's only because it feels <clears throat> like there's just this massive groundswell that's loading up on the chiefs. It feels like everybody and their mom is, is in some way, shape, form or fashion, whether that's through a, uh, chiefs fandom, uh, a relative connection, or even a Taylor Swift fan being involved. It just feels like everybody's on the chiefs. I'm going 49ers this weekend. I mean, it's hard. Uh, look, I mean, it, it's hard again to pick against the chiefs, but if anybody can beat them, it's this 49ers team. As Ali said, They've got weapons all over the field. I mean, Kittle, C-Mac, Debo, Jawan Jennings, FYI. I mean, 
They just have so many ways to beat you offensively. And if we're being honest, Kansas City's defense is better, but they're not great. And it feels like to me San Francisco's defense is the better of the two defenses, and Kansas City doesn't have all the options that, I mean, we, we don't think Kadarius Toney's going to be playing. Certainly doesn't feel like it to me, does it you? No. <laughs> I, mean, no. I don't think he's going to be sitting on the field anytime soon in Kansas City unless no. it's the, you know, no. trip to the bus station. No, no. The only place he's going to be running. And, I mean, Kelsey's Kelsey. He's going to be good. He's, he's going to, you know, he's going to live, he's going to meet the moment as he does. But who else? Who else does that team have? I mean, is Pacheco going to run for 100? Probably not. Pacheco's not going to run for 100, but I don't know that Pacheco has to. I'll tell you who's going to meet the moment. MVS. Think so? I can see that. I, I think he's a guy who has kind of been a complimentary, blend into the background type guy over the course of the season. But over the course of his career, he's been that guy. And I don't know that there's a better place to be that guy than in the Super Bowl. And, you know, in a receiving core where there's not really a standout guy, like you said, other than Kelsey, who's a tight end. Yeah. So I, I just feel like this is going to be a really interesting Super Bowl. I think it could be – it could go either way, and I think it's going to be a, you know, four or five – Six-point game either way. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good ball game. I think it's going to be a close ball game. I think it's going to be an entertaining ball game. Um, and, you know, to Wade's point, I guess I'm kind of that everybody and their mama because I feel like from where Kansas City was to where Kansas City is right now, I think they're playing well enough to win this ball game. Um, again, defensively. Kansas City, I feel like, is better than they have been in other Super Bowls in particular. I think San Francisco can probably present more problems with the various weapons, but you talk about meeting the moment, and Kansas City has beaten Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. One thing that I'll be curious about is what is the Chiefs, obviously everybody's Focusing on the Chiefs offense, but let's not forget they didn't score at all in the second half of the AFC championship game. They kind of ran up on Baltimore early, put the pressure on them, and Baltimore, if not for a few key mistakes, maybe they're playing in this game. If Kansas City gets out to a nice start offensively, that would definitely put me more at ease and, and see me more in line with the Chiefs. But it's not as if they've just uh, came out and averaged 45-plus a game the last uh, several weeks either, too. So that would be an interesting matchup even as well as the Chiefs' offense appears to be improved, they're still taking on a really elite defense as well in San Francisco. Yeah, I think when you talk about that Baltimore-Kansas City game, they didn't score in the second half. Kansas City didn't. But I think that that game was a function, again, of Kansas City's defense. Yeah. They, they made a couple of plays. Yeah, Baltimore made a couple of mistakes. Kansas City took advantage of them. Maybe Kansas City forced those mistakes. 
Good point. I guess it depends on how you look at it, but I, I just like the way the Chiefs are playing right now. I think they're playing with the swagger of a team that has been in this position before, and I just feel like at some point there's going to be something that takes place that accentuates the fact that Kansas City has been here and San Francisco has not. That's it, too. So... <clears throat> Put me down with the Chiefs for Let's what go. that's worth. Yeah. Hey, two quick ones that I want to give you guys. And the first one is a pure – well, they're both technical, I guess, pure homer picks. Uh, one was based off our combo uh, that Mo and I had yesterday with Benny Jennings. Zen Sports, you can get Jawan Jennings anytime touchdown, 6-1. to one. Give me a little roll of the dice in the Super Bowl. I think Jawan maybe comes up. Uh, with a clutch red zone catch, Mr. Third Down, as uh, Mo referenced yesterday, could see him making a big grab. He's 6-1. to one. The other homer pick I'm going to go with, Chiefs defense. We talked about how good they are. San Francisco 49er field goal unit could be huge. Give me the former Michigan kicker, Jake Moody, on Zen Sports. Even money, over one and a half field goals. Those are my two kind of quirky props I'll be looking at for this weekend. Well, I got one for you. <laughs> I mean, here we are. One minute and 30 seconds, 89 and a half seconds is the over-under for the national anthem. Who's singing it, Reba? Reba. Eight, what's the over-under again? 89 and one half seconds, a minute and a half. A minute and a half. Over or under, Mo? I'm taking the under. Reba's going to get it done. All right. Business-like. I like that. I'm yeah. feeling under as well. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go over because here's why. She sang the national anthem a lot. That's what she did at rodeos. And she did it really, you know, she's, she's done it really well, obviously. Do we, do we have a scouting report on Reba's but national where is, anthem? Where is this going? Yeah. It's almost right at 1.30 every time. I think she's going to go just a little bit over because it's the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go over. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to give us an average time on Reba's national anthem. It is. It's right, at, it's right at 1.30. It's 1.30. It's, it's, it's so that's mm. why that's the over/under. But I think she's going to go a little bit over just because it's the it's it's the Super because Bowl. Because it's the Super Bowl. So, mm. um, and before we get out of here, how many times is Taylor Swift going to be seen on television? Over or under four? I don't know. Sorry. No. Four. Yep. I'm taking the over. Yeah, give me the over because I think Kelsey has a big game. I think he has at least one touchdown, maybe even two. And you can't have one without the other, it feels like, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, married. And also, married children. Since, yeah, since we're also on that topic, real quick before we get out of here, give me uh, Confessions Part 2 as the opening song from Usher at halftime. And he closes with yeah, right? Got to close with yeah, or it'll be kind of your highlight piece right in the middle. Okay. All right. Um, hey, I want to thank all our guests from this past week, Eric D. Williams. Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald talking a little wrestling. We had Heather Williams and Chip Walters on Tuesday. Uh, Joe Rick, it was the Joe show on Wednesday, Joe Ricks Road, Joe Sullivan, um, Kenyatta Perry and Benny Jennings yesterday and today's guest as well. Thanks to everybody. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday on Main Street Sports Today by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint.